Welcome to this week's Daytenium Podletter. I am your host and author, Eric Gonzalez. These data lie. Daytenium Newsletter, December 11th, 2023. Data unfiltered. Data are beautiful, but the ugly part is that you can lie with data. I've always been passionate about numbers and enjoyed math because answers were definitive. Two plus two is always four. I fell in love with data for a similar reason, but depending on the person presenting the data, they may tell you that two plus two is actually six because they only focused on the US, excluded active members, selected product greater than two sales, filtered on dates within the last week. Doing any of this is not inherently wrong, but not providing caveats or explaining how you filtered or transformed data is the equivalent of telling a half truth. The first humbling experience I had with lying with data came early in my career. I had to develop reports for our clients and was told to add some custom business logic to modify our KPI for win rate because, quote, that's how we always tracked it, end quote. My gut reaction was not to change it, but I went along with the plan because, one, I believe we tracked it this way over time, which wasn't true. Two, it was early in my career and I didn't know the ramifications. Three, I didn't feel I had the agency to push back. Once the KPIs were checked and the win rate was verified, I went on a client trip for the first time a few weeks later and had the opportunity to present the data. We arrived at the slide with the quote, correct, end quote, win rate, and I confidently said our win rate was greater than 70%. The client, who hadn't interrupted thus far, quickly interjected to state, quote, our calculations have your win rate at 16%, but I'm sure some different variables are used when comparing our calculations, end quote. I continued the presentation, but carefully treaded over the remaining data, worried that there would be another 60% plus difference. That embarrassing moment provided me with an obvious revelation. You, your team, and your company are not the only ones monitoring, analyzing, and interpreting the data. Given this, when you try to force a narrative or manipulate the data to tell your quote story, end quote, you may get away with it a few times, especially with people who don't understand their data. However, you'll eventually be caught and lose credibility faster than you obtained it. This is why it is essential to let the data drive the insights rather than to allow your desired insights to drive the data. <laughs> data in the world. Release of Google Gemini. Google announced the release of ChatGPT competitor Google Gemini. Unfortunately, many reports have highlighted that parts of the demo were utterly fake. EU AI regulation. The EU created the first notable and extensive AI regulation since the generative AI hype cycle took over this year. Regulation may help safeguard against some issues with AI, but the counter is it will likely stifle innovation and economic growth in participating countries. Crypto bull run. Bitcoin has surged to above $40,000 and Ethereum is back over $2,000, with investors excited about potential ETFs for both coins, more notably for BTC. Data career tips. When landing any role, especially your first, it is crucial not to self-reject. I've coached hundreds of people through job cycles and the most prominent self-rejecting I have seen is taking role and responsibility requirements at face value. Requirement one, need to have two to four years of experience. Self-rejection one, I am a new grad, I won't apply. Requirement two, have to have managed teams of 20 plus people. Self-rejection two, I've only managed four people. I am not qualified. Requirement three, need to have experience with both healthcare and data fields. Self-rejection three, 
I've only worked in data, but not healthcare. I am not what they're looking for. The truth is, no one fits every requirement listed in the roles and responsibilities. When I'm hiring and someone fits every requirement, it means one of three things. One, the requirements didn't cover enough. Two, the person is lying about something. Or three, we have found a purple squirrel. You may not need two to four years of experience because of a great internship you had that provided you with the right experience. You may not have needed to manage teams of 20 plus because you worked cross-functionally with many departments and had dotted lines of influence rather than direct reports. You don't need healthcare experience because you're a rock star with data and you can get support from other team members in the business context. Self-rejecting results in you having a 0% chance of getting any of those opportunities. Apply to everything and you never know who may read your experience and want you on their team. Data histories. The Pythagorean theorem is significant in surveying land, construction plans, architectural development, and other geometric applications. Surprisingly, the Greek philosopher for whom the theorem is named, Pythagoras, did not create or discover the Pythagorean theorem. There is no written record of Pythagoras proving the theorem. Euclid, another Greek philosopher, wrote about the theorem in his book, Elements, 200 years after Pythagoras lived when discussing a different form of the equation known as the Euclidean distance. Researchers have found the equation from the Pythagorean theorem used in several cultures long before Pythagoras lived. Ancient India, 200 years before Pythagoras, Babylonia, 1,000 years before Pythagoras, and ancient Egypt, 2,400 years before Pythagoras. The individual who should likely be credited based on the earliest written record of the theorem is Baruyan, an Indian mathematician from 800 BC who wrote about the theorem 200 years before Pythagoras's time. Detinium number of the week, 388. In November, the ADL reported there had been a 388% increase in anti-Semitism in the U.S. Early last week, MIT, UPenn, and Harvard presidents failed to denounce anti-Semitic language at their respective universities. While all three walked back or clarified their remarks after the hearing, only Liz McGill from UPenn has resigned as of this writing. Thank you. Thank you for subscribing and listening to this week's pod letter. If you enjoyed the pod letter, the best way to help is by sharing it with colleagues and friends. If you prefer to read the newsletter, the Daytonium newsletter will be released weekly on Beehive, and you can subscribe with the link in the show notes. The video podcast will also be released weekly on YouTube. Feedback is a gift. Please reach out to datinium at gmail.com with any feedback or questions.